Hello and welcome to another episode of a series I call Religious Theories Nobody Asked For. I am your host Lele, the Chakra Honey in Training, and I'll be taking you with me on this journey of new, old, and outright, what in the hell, religious theories. This week, I wanted to continue discussing the theory of God by looking closer at who the Supreme Being is and why the Supreme Being felt compelled to save humans even though humans were not directly created by him. Most importantly, I want to discuss who Sophia was. It felt like an injustice to skate past her. I mean, she was a divine feminine being that played an integral part in the creation of our reality. So we are going to delve into that a little bit more. Before I jump right into it, I would like to issue a disclaimer. I am not a religious scholar, and I'm only here to impart knowledge and information I have acquired through research and listening to like-minded people. I am in no way trying to shake anyone's faith or belief system, especially Christians, as most of these theories are Christian-based. So yeah, no, don't come for me. Having said that, listen, enjoy, and let's learn. In the last episode, I presented a theory of God according to the Gospel of Judas that says that the creator of our reality or our material world is a being called Satlas, an agnostic theory that suggests that the Demiurge, the spawn of Sophia, created our material world. According to the Gospel of Judas, a supreme being created all things and then there were defectors and that is how we came to be. But other Gnostic theories paint a picture in which Sophia was not a defector, but a victim of circumstances. So we need to start at the beginning to understand how we all ended up here. So in the beginning, there was the Supreme Being. We know this, right? And the Supreme Being created Eon. And I know what you're thinking. Doesn't the Gospel of Judas say that the Supreme Being created Eons and Archons? Just hold on, we are getting there. So the Supreme Being created eons and the universe at large. I'm talking about different realms and other creations, just not humans, not us. And this was done through a process of emanation or expansion. So the Supreme Being expanded himself or themselves and out of that expansion, eons were created and thus Sophia was created. Some theories suggest that eons were created in pairs. Remember this, it will become important later on. And another theory suggests that Sophia was the last of the eons to be created and the only feminine eon. This is particularly interesting because it might mean that the Supreme Being had plans for Sophia and then life happened because life does that sometimes, even to eons. So everything that was created through emanation forms what is called palroma or fullness. And this is what is considered to be the fullness of the Supreme Being. Therefore, Eon should not be seen as distinct from the Supreme Being or lesser than, but should be viewed as divine symbolic abstractions of the divine nature of the big guy. They are part of him. They essentially also him. Remember Jesus said he is of God and also God? Remember that? Interesting, right? And I am mentioning this because other theories suggest that since Sophia was the last of the eons to be created, she was lesser than the others, and I think that's a sexist theory, but you know, that's that's my opinion. Anyway, it is noteworthy that the Supreme Being didn't create anything material while he was out there emanating. The material world may have not been part of the plan. 
we were unplanned babies basically. Besides being the only feminine eon, Sophia is considered to be the personification of wisdom and she lived happily with spirits of light in the unified, limitless potential of the Supreme Being's radiance in Palroma. I am mentioning that our material world was not part of the plan because of its limitations. We live and then we die. There's only so much humans can create or discover before hitting dead ends. And in Palroma, anything and everything is possible and we're just here living a limited existence. So apparently, Sophia was dizzy with love for the Supreme Being. I mean, that was her dad, you know, her parent, her creator. So she loved him. And you know how when a child is obsessed with you, they just follow you everywhere you go? That's who Sophia was. She was obsessed with the light that emanated from the Supreme Being. So one day, as she was minding her business, she sees a brilliant shimmering light which she believes is part of the Supreme Being's radiance. But it wasn't. Sophia was fooled by a reflection and she ends up following this reflection and then finds herself separated from the light and in the deplorable unrealized potential of the world and she gets trapped there. While trapped there, the powers of this world or underworld use her, abuse her and exploit her until she knows nothing but sadness. There she gives birth to a bunch of demigods called Archons, including the worst of them all, the Demiurge the creator of our material world. In this material world, the Demiurge brings with him pride, ignorance, fear, his lust for power and pleasure. Insert the Old Testament where the Demiurge was trying by all means to flex his power on humans and they wouldn't listen. Well, some of them did, but if you look closely at who those people were, some of them were very questionable characters. Eventually, Sophia manages to start snapping out of the sadness and becomes determined to escape. But before she does that, she tries to fix what her offspring created by bringing beauty and spiritual potential to this material world. She does this by concealing consciousness in the Demiurge's first man, Adam. I have my own theory on this, but I'll save this for another episode because I don't want to confuse anybody. So, Sophia did all of this while in captivity and slowly gaining back her power. She finally manages to escape and go back to the light. One theory suggests that she was so saddened by our material world that she decided to divide herself, keeping a part of her in this material world ever present and available for enlightenment of all, you know, mother nature. This theory says that when she returned to the light, she rediscovers Gnosis, which is knowledge, and merges with her twin brother, balancing the masculine ego of unrealized potential, uniting it with the sacred feminine, and thus creating an androgynous, complete person full with knowledge of transcendent and unified light. I think we know such a person, Jesus perhaps? Other Gnostics believed her to be the bride of Jesus, but I don't see how the Supreme Being would make marriage a thing, considering that that seems to be a material world function. but. That's what they believed and that's on them. There are so many theories surrounding Sophia and I think I touched on the most important ones or the ones that I find interesting. Humans are deemed worthy of saving because Sophia refused to let them as suffer at the hands of the Demiurge or perhaps Sophia pleaded the case for humanity and thus Jesus was sent to earth. Or Sophia and her twin brother merged and created a being that came down to earth to share the light and knowledge. I mean, Jesus did say that he was the truth, the way and the light. And lastly, 
humans could have been deemed worthy of saving because Sophia was created through the emanation of the Supreme Being, and therefore anything she created had some of that light, and the Supreme Being may see humans as part of them because of that. And that will be all for today. I hope it was not too confusing and if it was, I'm sorry. Thank you for listening and join me next time on Religious Theories Nobody Asked For. I am your host Lele, the Chakra Hunt in Training. Be blessed.